Now, the Riverdale Carnival presents the Archie. Archie Fuzz. Okay, everybody, here we go with our new hit record, Sugar, Sugar. Hello and welcome to the podcast formerly known as Archie Fox, currently known as Milkshakes and Mimosas. I'm your host, Andrew Roebuck, and I'm joined by an eclectic crew to dissect the tire fire that is Riverdale. And today we're talking about the latest episode, all about the musical Heathers, except they removed all good parts about the musical Heathers, because you know I listened to every part of the musical Heathers before I did this show, because I prepare and I have problems. And don't worry, it's not just me talking for like 20 minutes straight, although it could be apparently because I'm not shutting up anytime soon. But my first person I'm going to be joined by today is Thor. Hello, Thor. How's it going? Hi, I'm Thor. I'm, uh, Knee deep in a bottle of champagne to celebrate our new uh, channel. Uh, this was a terrible idea, and I uh, love it. Perfect. That's good to know. Next, we're joined by Sophie. Oh, hey guys. And and Sophie, I'm going to answer your question that you very nicely typed on air and say, "Don't worry, this episode <laughs> will run exactly 17 minutes." Perfection. Also, I didn't know if I needed, like a cute tagline after my name because, like, last episode everybody had like a fun thing afterwards, but I couldn't think of anything. So, I'm still Sophie. Here we go. <laughs> and we're also joined by our Sophie hostess, the who's the leastest. Yeah, she's a slayer. We've joined by Sophie the Slayer, uh, and then we're also joined by our hostess, who's seen the Nostis. That's not a word, but he ain't seen shit. His name is Jason. Hi guys, I'm still here against my will. <laughs> Jason, you sound so sad. <laughs> <laughs> the Eeyore of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> and returning for her sophomoric effort, it's Valeska. So which Winnie the Pooh character am I then? Uh Rue. Wait, cool. Kanga. Kanga? I don't know. There's like No, Rue's the character. Rue's a character. Yeah, yeah yes. I'll, I'll be Rue. No, no, no. I wouldn't say Valeska's Rue because Rue wants to be Tigger and Valeska's very comfortable in her own skin. I would say she's Piglet That's because... That's an assumption. No, I That's would say she's Piglet because Piglet is, Piglet is the bravest of the Winnie the Pooh characters. And she decided... I to... love pink. Oh, excuse <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, there you that? go. She, she loves pink and yes. she's hashtag brave. Yes, and she is. She decided to join us in the middle of this nonsense, so she's clearly fucking fearless. Absolutely. I mean, I actually kind of elbowed my way onto this podcast, to be honest. Thank you for having me. <laughs> she held a gun. She has my family. I'm, <laughs> I'm concerned that you want to do this much self-harm. <laughs> Are you ready? So Jason, Jason Are you is obviously your... <laughs> Eeyore, uh, Danny, you've got a real owl quality to you because every once in a while you want to kind of just give us everything in a very logical way and just kind of like explain it very rationally. Uh, Sophie, you're just a slayer. You just show up. You just like. Oh, uh, I was going to say, like, there is a right answer to this. That's not what I was thinking you were going to oh, say. Oh, I thought she was Tigger. Oh, what? Okay. What does that make me? Fucking you're Winnie the Pooh. Pooh. Oh, great. Here's some honey. All I do is eat honey, and I'm fat and get stuck in places. Dude, you're obviously poo. poo. I feel like you're, like, very 
like cynical but also very innocent love of this show makes you the perfect Pooh Bear of our gang. I would much rather be Winnie the Pooh than Rabbit any day of the week. <laughs> oh yeah, fuck oh, Rabbit. Rabbit's a dick. Oh, Baba. <laughs> oh my god, that was good. Um, so uh, this is not a Winnie the Pooh podcast, though I do have to say, Andrew, if you've seen the Winnie the Pooh movie from like 2010-ish, there is a point where Winnie the Pooh seems as if he's straight up addicted, like in a heroin sense to honey. And I feel as if that's your relationship with Riverdale. Oh no. Oh no. Riverdale is my honey. This is all explaining. It's only bad for me and gets me caught in bad places. Mm-hmm. Oh goodness gracious. This right. is and good. we have 15 minutes to talk about Heathers, which is two hours too few. So let's get right into this. Yes. Sophie, you've oh, okay. watched this episode. Well, Tell us what the fuck it. happened. Sing. Yeah, Sophie, Sophie, please tell us what oh, happened I'm so on sorry. I'm so, No, no, no. Okay. I just yelled random words. There's very little chance you could have heard any of them. Here we go. So they're doing a uh, musical version of Heather's, and they do not forget to tell you that, like, last time they did a musical, it was Carrie and, m- nope, Midge? Yes. Midge died. Midge um, died. There's a whole plot in this episode where people are seeing Midge's ghost, and then they just drop it and never talk about it again. <laughs> so I guess, like, that was just for funsies. It doesn't really matter. Um, so Kevin's directing it, and he's he's invited his, like, uh, friend slash cult leader from the farm to help him co-direct, and Betty is very angry about it. <laughs> in one of the most awkward scenes in the entirety of this show so far, yes. when Kevin announces that, that like, this girl's going to help him direct, and Betty goes, no, Kevin, you've always directed it by yourself. Like, <laughs> very, very strange reaction. You don't need no woman. You are a strong, yeah. independent gay man, and you don't Kevin's need no like, woman. Yes. Kevin's like, oh, yes, I did always direct it alone, and it was super stressful, and I would love to have help. And Betty's like, fuck that. Um, <laughs> it's like very echo and weird. Um, yeah. So, at this point, Cheryl and Tony have broken up. Cheryl's playing the lead Heather, like, the bitchiest of all the bitches. And then Veronica and Betty are playing the other Heathers. And Josie is playing Veronica, is the name of the character, in Heathers, who's not Heather, right? Yeah, yeah. Just for so maximum confusion. Don't get confused by it. It's totally clear. Just call her um, a writer or something. <laughs> yeah. So Josie's playing Veronica, and her character in the episode and the musical is basically non-existent in in this episode of Riverdale. Um, We get a really great, like, dance fight sequence between... So Tony is the choreographer for the show, but since she and Cheryl just broke up, Cheryl doesn't want to let her choreograph any of her moves. So there's a great scene where, like, Cheryl and Tony are dance fighting on stage, which is a very relatable experience. Like, we all had breakups in high school where we, like, had big, exotic, like, singing dance fights on stage with our exes. We all get how that feels. And it all, um, and then that uh, in a later scene, we all have had that experience where our dance fight with our ex was so stressful, we find a man and a woman and are about to fuck them on stage, on stage. during a musical number. But yes. then we see the ghost of our ex-girlfriend, who's alive, it's but it's just her like, specter. Yes. And she's just, like, posing, and she's like... Every um every breakup I've ever had ended in us stomping the yard, so... Yeah, I mean, the, there, and there are two highlights to the dance fight sequence. One is Tony flipping her, like, very long wig or extensions in Cheryl's face, and the sound editor put, like, a flap sound in. <laughs> <laughs> and then, at some point, like, they're singing back and forth, and Cheryl's just like, shut up, Tony! Like, and they write it into the song. <laughs> which is great 
Um, oh, and they, they pull and... those like it's like they're in, on the the TV show Glow. They pull those like weird like stances. Yes, <laughs> yes. it's very odd. Also, um, there's a weird like part where uh, Betty is still very suspicious of the farm, and she finds out that the chick from the farm has like reserved a secret room under the school to have like a like invited actors only practice and she goes down there and it appears to be some kind of like weird okay like culty bonding ritual between Kevin and some other person. Is Bangs. it Moose? It's Fangs. Moose is gone. Okay. This is Fangs. We have to stop for a minute. Yeah. We have to describe what this this whole scene looks like. So it looks like they're in very white church pews. Everyone yes. is wearing white. Everyone's wearing white. Everyone in the and pews is wearing like ni- circa nineteen eighty, like very narrow white plastic sunglasses that like wrap around their whole face. It looks like they're wearing three D glasses. I swear to God, <laughs> yes. they're just like sitting there by a fire, and then Fangs, who I don't think we knew was gay, but I mean it's cool. But like I, I think this is the first no, time we've we seen. We definitely didn't know that, as far as I know. Yeah, I mean, Danny, can you think of another time when Fangs was gay? I, I mean, always, probably, the, but like, from, like in the show. From from the episodes I've seen, he has his sexuality has never been discussed. Yeah, they never discuss it, so like it it tracks, but it it was just interesting. But yeah, so uh, I don't know how Fangs like I don't know what role Fangs plays in the play itself because they oh, no. do not Fangs talk is, about it. Fangs is fucking Christian Slater, right? Yeah. No, 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 no. It's uh, oh, the Red, other one. No. It's not. Is it Sweet Pea? Sweet, Sweet Pea. Pea. Oh, yeah. It's Sweet, Sweet Pea is Christian right. Slater That's because he used to have a thing with Josie, and Josie broke up with him because they were late. He didn't like his relation, their relationship, because he was a bad boy. So now I thought you were gonna say because Archie. they were related. Uh, <laughs> on, no, this show, right. on this show. On this show. Look, Riverdale. That wouldn't stop him at all. Like. They, <laughs> But, that makes more incest, babies. Oh, yep. yeah. I make okay, more, but. so so really quick, as I like wrap up the plot for this episode, my my final th- my like final thoughts as I go through my notes are like, listen, guys, we've established this on the show already. I know that Andrew does not agree with me, but like, I fucking love the kid that plays Jughead, so I love Jughead, even though he's like the worst fucking character on the show. <laughs> so, the song that's like primarily Betty and Jughead and Tony and Cheryl that was let's let us be seventeen like that got, that really got me in my in my heart spot. I really appreciated it. I liked it a lot. But I was like, okay, I'm with this episode. Like it's been very very weird and unsettling in all the ways that I want Riverdale to be. But then they have that final musical number, which I think Danny, you didn't watch all of. But what it reminded me of, I Andrew, the is last twenty minutes of this episode on mute, which was not ideal for a musical. <laughs> But, oh my god! Or it was. Are you, uh, are you guys familiar with the the series of SNL skits where it's like a bunch of high school or college students doing like performative interpretive art in front of their parents, and they keep like <laughs> cutting to parents reacting? Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like they're like, and now this is happening, and they're all like moving around stage like this. Does this mean anything to anybody? Am I just like talking no, into the wind? No, but it means okay. something to the listeners, so don't worry. Well, okay, but they're, like, they're that cooler is than we are. If you've seen that skit, first of all, if you haven't seen those skits, they're from like the Taryn Killam years, and it's like Taryn Killam and Kate McKinnon and Eddie Bryant Taryn being Killam? like Taryn Killam. He was a cast member on SNL. Okay. It's like it feels like I went to school with a bunch of like performing arts students, and it feels very accurate to like performing arts students take themselves way too seriously, and it's wonderful. Um, but like this is what that final musical number feels like. It's like a bunch of kids doing a weird thing. 
that like doesn't really make sense and takes itself too seriously and they keep cutting to his parents who are all just like what the fuck is happening <laughs> We need to clarify that in the, the, the significance of the final musical number is that uh, – so Veronica's parents have decided to split. Why do, you, why do you think they split up? Could it be because her mom tried to kill her dad twice by use of a hired gun? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, seems like that's he's overreacting. Why. I think he's overreacting a little bit. Oh, that's, yeah, especially given last episode where he's just like, oh, Archie, man. It's cool. I try to kill you, but it's Wait, cool. Was that why they broke up? I thought it was because she yeah. tried to sell his drug lab. Well, they did, but then when when uh, Veronica is sitting down with him and he's uh, stupidly eating that egg, where he's like, boom, 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 boom. "I love this egg. It's my best friend. I'm gonna eat it." Uh, and he's just stupidly eating the egg, and he's like, "The real reason we broke up is because this egg. No, uh, is because uh, she tried to kill me twice." So. Oh, okay. I, uh, try to kill me uh, once, shame on you. Try to kill me twice, shame on me. Yeah, I think. That's I think honestly, I think Hiram is just sad that his that she wasn't successful because i feel like he would if he came back as a ghost he'd be like i'm real proud of you but yeah like, so basically he that, was like i'm not mad i'm just disappointed and then yeah, he was like we're yeah, getting a divorce yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly and, then, and I, then uh, I, I uh veronica like shows up and is like like camus hiram though like yeah i don't know what they're doing with hiram <laughs> Like, they thought they had a plot figured out, and now he's just living in a hotel. I guess, like, the Veronica's house was a little too expensive, so they wanted to, like, screw with it and, like, go, look, we just got to sell off this set. We got to get rid of this set. We got to reuse different sets. That's why uh, Jughead's mom buys Betty's house, because they're like, look, we don't have money for uh, Jughead's family to get a new home, but look, we can sell this trailer, and then by burning it, we'll burn the trailer uh, we don't need to worry about that set anymore. Let's go in this cheaper set, which is this house that somebody probably owns in the cast. <laughs> uh, uh, so we got uh, about six minutes before uh, Sophie has a jet. So let's utilize that by <laughs> talking to Valeska. <laughs> so Valeska, I want to know, we just described an episode that, as far as I can tell, I'll admit I watched it on mute, half of it while we were... <laughs> talking through Skype, but I'm pretty sure I still got the gist of it, because fuck this show. And uh, this episode didn't have a show. fucking plot. We love this show. We do, not, we do not say fuck this show. We love this show. No, I, it's the only show I watched. So far in the last four years of my life, the shows I've finished are this and Umbrella Academy. So... We do not say fuck this show. We say consummate our love show. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Valeska, what on earth did Wikipedia describe for this episode that was basically just, like, the town puts on a play? Uh, so for listeners who don't know about my role on this podcast, I have not seen any episode of Riverdale. I've just been reading the uh, Wikipedia summaries. Oh, we um, didn't even introduce you. I'm sorry. I think we, like, skipped that. No after- worries. Oh, God. <laughs> you didn't? Uh, well, no, we said, which, we said which Winnie the Pooh character she was. Oh, you're right. I mean, that's really all you need Everyone's on point. Everyone gets it. So I don't know if you guys mentioned the the trailer being set on fire for this episode. (laughs) Because there is more than just the Heathers thing going on, right? Yeah, yeah. The trailer is set on fire because uh, Jughead's mom is making drugs in the trailer, which is why they bought Betty's house so they could move there and just use the trailer as like a drug lab. But then 
uh, John Cantrell. But then Betty set that house on fire, and she developed like a taste for it, like a taste. Yeah, Betty's on fire now is the new is the new thing. Betty's got some stuff going on. I just we're we're still kind of waiting for her to put the wig back on and become dark Betty once again, uh, like what happened in season one, but uh, it hasn't happened. Cool. I that think actually if, sounds pretty cool. If Valeska watches an episode, we should have an episode where just me and Valeska have watched Dark Betty, because I haven't seen that episode yet. So wait, me wait, and her wait. can just Let have me be a clear. fresh reaction. Do not watch the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've noticed that the next two episodes are actually named The Raid and Jawbreaker, which are two of my favorite movies. So I think I might just watch those movies in preparation for the next yes. two episodes. Yes. Perfect. That yes. is smart, because that. that's what they do to you. Requiem for a Heavyweight, the episode that I made Andrew describe in less than two minutes, because it's somehow mm-hmm. the worst episode of a season that's been a giant pile well, of, like, my old underwear on fire. Um, excuse me. Sorry, Valeska. Um so, Requiem for Heavyweight is the name of uh, an early uh, production by Roger uh, Serling, you know, the uh, the Twilight Zone guy. I think I said his name wrong. I think I combined it with the guy from Mad Men. Roger Sterling. Roger Sterling. Thank you. <laughs> his friends call him Roger. So are they all named after movies then? Like yeah, or about. like or yeah. pieces of media that somehow are supposed to tie in. Or like okay, for literally things. So okay, so Fire Walk with Me, this is the episode where Kevin literally walks through fire. Yeah. Like that's how that one was the most like, obvious thing the ever. I'm pretty sure that, like, if you go to the Red Room in Twin Peaks, the only show that they play on TV is Riverdale. And he's like, hey, all Cooper, I'm just... A hundred percent. I mean, that's why Dougie was the way he was. He just watched too much Riverdale. Oh, my God. They they outsourced all of Dougie's lines to the Riverdale cast, the Riverdale writers. They're just like, look here, you get to write this character. This character is super smart, Riverdale. Here you go. Write him for us. And duck back. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, yeah. So that was – so I watched the entire musical of Heather's musical, and there are a lot of actually relevant to Heather's songs that they could have used because none of the songs they use here other than Marked for Death uh, really have anything to do with Heather's the musical, like what Heather's wait, is wait. all about, or have to do with this fucking episode, like when Veronica's talking about, like, oh, I'm going to go to the Ivy League and escape. I'm just like, this isn't a plot line. Veronica wants to stay here and defeat her dad. Yeah, I don't know. They're just singing at that time. They're just sing talking. Uh, my favorite part of the when they were singing was uh, the part where uh, Cheryl just gets two random other Heather's that just show up. When she's, like, going against Tony, there's two girls right alongside her who are supposed to be her, like, unpopular backup, and I've never seen them on the show before. I'm like, what is happening? Is this face blindness? Do I just not know anything anymore? (laughs) Those are Lori Laughlin's daughters. (laughs) Oh. Topical. Yeah. (laughs) Andrew, well played, well played. <laughs> I well researched. I know all modern references. Fortnite. Um, but, um, it just says Fortnite. Uh, but yeah, there are a lot of like really actually good, really actually, wow, my speaking. I'm being written by a Riverdale writer right now. Uh, 
But there are much better thematic songs they could have used from Heather's the Musical to actually do this episode, and they just chose like the worst ones. I don't, I don't get why they yeah. did that. Quick, sing me like four bars of a song, Andrew. Go. Uh, like any song? Yeah. The best. Any song? Yeah. The best. From uh, it, from Heather's the Musical, not just. Oh, any song. okay. Did <laughs> <laughs> you, you tell us whisper? Just and I'm never gonna watch the show. And I'm never gonna see the show. Just read the Wikipedia. And I'm gonna watch some of the show. But there's not really a determined episode count. And I think we have our new theme song. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, can this episode just like fade out to Andrew singing Careless Whisper about our team? Um, I did, I did want to say that I could, that they're from the, uh, carry, carry the musical. There is, that they did last, last, uh, year. There is a song from that that would have just been, I love the song and listen to it all the time. So I could actually probably sing that one, which the world according to Chris, it's great. It's just like a bitchy love song. It's Wait, the best. Did, do they have a musical every season then? Or not in the first episode. Like not the first one. But every one okay. other than that they have. The so I guess that's just what's happening. Now. So what, so they what's do guys... like just pick a musical to misunderstand and do it. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just trying to think of like next season's musical. I hope it's Freddy the musical. I hope there's a <laughs> Freddy Krueger season. They keep saying they bought a house on Elm Street. They reference like all they they keep referencing Freddy Krueger. And I'm just like, give me the call. I will do Freddy Krueger voices for the show. I was going to say, we need the Andrew Freddy Krueger voice in their musical. And I I really honestly, I mean, I would love it if you were in the show, but I would love it even more if they just like dubbed your voice over somebody else. Like (laughs) Betty plays, Betty plays Freddy. And every once in a while she's singing and just cuts in like, whatever, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Also, Sophie, you're now... Inadvertently thinking at the level of the writers, because they'd be like Betty and Freddie and fucking rhymes done. That <laughs> <laughs> was really broken me down. Oh my god, so, I would love that so much. Like, Freddie's I hope there's like, just like an interest. Oh, how's your relationship going, Betty and Veronica? <laughs> yeah, there should just be some introspective, melancholic. I would like, love if it's song of about, every like, episode. Being- that would be amazing. That would be amazing. Melancholy French song. I think every uh, episode next year should just open with Freddy Krueger recapping the plot. Just being <laughs> like, this happened today, bitch. <laughs> I don't know. I, I couldn't think of that. I, couldn't so think of I, would, I would legitimately pay my well-earned money to hear Freddy Krueger say, I'm your boyfriend now, Jughead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it gets better than that, folks. So, I don't so, think it gets better than so that. So, Valeska, I mean, you have the most experience with this show. You've read five paragraphs on Wikipedia. Um, Four ba- paragraphs. Excuse me, excuse me. I, th- I thought <laughs> I looked at it. I thought one of them was two paragraphs no, long. You're wrong. <laughs> it must have just indented because I was looking at it on my phone. No, you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm talking out of my ass. Um, <laughs> But uh, if you, based on your deep understanding of these characters, had to pick a musical for next season, for example, I would pick, because 
this show's stupid, Phantom of the Opera, and they're going to have Archie be continually, increasingly scarred as he's been for the rest of this season. But what would you pick? Because your guess is going to work because the writers of the show pay no attention to the show, so you're sort of our, like, test case. I mean, I feel like they could do Book of Mormon because there's, like, (gasps) cults involved, right? Can I say that? Oh, I love it. That would be great. Mm -hmm. Don't burn the incest, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Although the fact that the show keeps writing out all the minority characters, so they'd have to go find the actresses that played the rest of the Pussycats and convince them to show up again. Don't, Don't do it. Do not bring me back to the place where I get really mad that Josie and the Pussycats just become Josie and the No Cats, and I get so mad. And then there was that scene where Cheryl and Tony dress up as cats, but not to be Josie and the Pussycats. I hope they do. About cats. I uh, hope they do Spider-Man turn off the dark and every character <gasps> just breaks their neck in that show. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, except for Cheryl, she's fine. Yeah. She comes out of it okay. She gets turned off. She's turned off. Oh, is there a Robin Hood musical that Cheryl could star in? Oh God! Oh, oh my gosh. God! Robin Hood Men in Tights the musical. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's already a musical. That's There's true. songs in There's it. There's gotta That's... be a Robin Hood musical. I think There's I think Chappelle be. raps in Robin Hood Men in Tights. You can just go from there. There's yeah. a few different songs in it. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> so I guess that works. Bam. Pay us now. <laughs> Pay us the royalties. <laughs> so that has been another adventure of Archie Fox. Oh wait, he does, but. Not for our SEO. Milkshakes and mimosas. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you for joining us. Uh, does anyone have anything they would like to pitch, or do none of you want to be associated with this show <laughs> at all? Uh, let's start with you, Thor. Go to hourofthunder.podomatic.com or just type Hour of Thunder into your podcatcher. Surprisingly, we're the only... You don't even have to type Thor's. We're just Hour of Thunder because no one else apparently has the thunder. And uh, you can listen to the first... Was it four or five episodes of this show and also just a, a bunch of me, me and uh, completely not related to these folks talking about uh, movies from the, uh, you know cult films from the 80s and 90s and new Marvel movies, because that seems like a logical mix. And also a really good episode where Sophie talks about that fucking ridiculous Wes Craven werewolf movie that I forget the name of. Curse. Curse. It's called Curse, starring Joshua Jackson. <laughs> oh, my favorite oh my actor of all time. Oh, no, guys, we forgot the thing about the end of this episode. Chad Michael Murray randomly appears. Yes, what? We totally no, forgot about that. Uh, I watched it. Chad Michael Murray. It's 100% Chad Michael Murray. Let me look this up. No, at the it's end, not. At the end of the episode, there is the... Yeah, okay, look, because it's in my search history. Chad Michael Murray Riverdale, right there. So at the end of the episode, <laughs> when all of the farm people start getting up and clapping, the first one that shows up is in charge of the farm and is Chad <gasps> Michael Murray. That the, one where the, girl, the one where the girl is like, I knew my dad would like it, is Chad, Chad Michael, Murray? Michael Murray. It's Chad uh, Michael what? Murray. Time yeah, out. Anyways. <laughs> Time out. We have to go over to our uh, our two 
uh, case tests on this. We'll go over to, to Jason first. So, uh, Jason, when I tell you Mr. Ever and Ever is played by Chad Michael Murray, what are your first thoughts? I don't know who the fuck Chad Michael Murray is. Ah, Jason, come on! From One Tree Hill. If you oh, watch the WB ever, he was just on it constantly, even no, other shows. He was, also, he was also on Dawson's Creek. Okay. <laughs> Which I've seen one episode of. For our show that Andrew, Sophie, are on as well, and Valeska uh, has been on previously, um, Build an Electric Terror, where we discuss horror television, genre television, on the uh, Bloody Good Horror Patreon feed. So... You can also check us out on bloodygoodhorror.com. I guess it's now the Bloody stuff. Good Horror Podcast Network, thanks to you guys, basically. Mm. And mm. Sophisticult, and Sophist- Cinema Formage, yeah. and Something Red, and... Yeah. Uh, when Small it, what part. have they done for you lately? Uh, everything. Uh, <laughs> CC does everything for everyone, because she's a wonderful <laughs> human being. She's yeah, God tier. Um, no, Sophie, no, do you have anything amazing. to pitch? Uh, Valeska, I do want to... Before you pitch, I do want to mention... Um, I don't think when, she's going to. I think she's going to be like, uh, I want nothing to do with yeah, this. Yeah. So, no, no, I'm going to say, I thought she was bad because I also didn't know who Chad Michael Murray was that's at right. all. So, thank that's, you, Jason. That's oh, right. But, I mean, you guys! Valeska, are you team. familiar with how, like, One Tree Hill was this thing that just didn't die? Uh, I know of it. Okay, yeah. I've never seen an episode. So, it was no. back when, when, uh, Either UPN or WB just didn't have; they couldn't afford to cancel shows. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm sorry; it's, it's it's not a good question if you don't know Chad and Michael Murray. It's basically picture if you decided to have. Uh, he's Trump- Nick in House of Wax. Do you know House of Wax, the 2005 one? So he's also in, he's also in he's also the main love interest in a Cinderella story, which is which is where I knew it from because <laughs> yeah, because Hillary Duff. <laughs> Um, so, Valeska, to give you some context, picture if Ryan Felipe was suddenly playing mm-hmm. Charles Manson on this show. Okay. Uh, yes, I'd love to picture that. <laughs> I'm in on that. Actually, I- I'd be down. Yeah, so we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. I don't know. I honestly was amazed because... I, I saw the actor and then instantly knew he was Chad Michael Murray. And then I was like, how do I know what Chad Michael Murray looks like? And then <laughs> I did not know that was Chad Michael Murray. I'm so disappointed in myself. Yeah. I've, that's Again, this is even more embarrassing that I just instantly saw Chad Michael Murray and was like, it's the Murster. I know that face anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so good. Um, but yes, Valeska, do you have anything you would like to plug? Uh, I'm bitchcraftio on Twitter. If you want to follow me there, I do not talk about Riverdale ever. And <laughs> <laughs> never will. And it, and if you ask her what she thinks of this podcast, she will not. She'll be like, "What? No, I'll not. disavow. <laughs> never heard of it." <laughs> Sorry, that was bitchcraft. What for the uh, the T-O. listeners? I talked right over that. I'm sorry. T O bitchcraft T O T O. Thank you. At make sure you put the ad in front of it. It's very important for Twitter. Uh, I, was try- okay. I was trying to make sure you got your stuff. I'm sorry that I then <laughs> defeated the purpose of it. Well, we've all had our champagne and been on many a G&G campaign. Aren't you going to ask Sophie if she wants to plug anything? No. <laughs> Kansas City Wizards represent... 
Yes. Uh, Sophie, would you like to plug anything? Um, you know, I wasn't going to, but since you've asked, uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm Phillies Femme. It's Phillies like the baseball team and French like, uh, or whoops. I've had too much wine. Femme like a French lady. And wine is what we're calling champagne now because, as you know, we had five simultaneous bottles of champagne to open the podcast. All of us are wasted. (laughs) Um, So, yes, thank you for joining us. And remember, Trash Fire is going to trash. This has been a Milkshake and Mimosas production. Email us at milkshakesandmimosas at gmail.com. That and is spelled A-N-D. It's the full word. And follow us on Twitter at M ampersand M podcast. And until next time, trash fire's gonna burn.